Welcome to Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro, powered by Beyond, where we dive heart first into all things events in the nonprofit world. Hi, I'm Amy Milne, your host and CEO of Beyond and the Nonprofit Event Collective, where we believe that your events matter. You're not just hosting an event, you're inviting people to join you in changing the world. We're here to talk tricks of the trade and share tales from the trenches so you can produce epic events that inspire participants, raise more money, and change lives. Let's dive in. I am beyond excited to welcome Jessica Crandallmeyer, artist, photographer, and light chaser to Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro podcast today. She's the CEO of Light and Shadow Photography, and she is one of the most incredible people I am honored to know. Jessica has been taking pictures since she was nine years old, and we should all be grateful she found her gift and has decided to share it with all of us. Her work is incredible, and the photos she takes, I swear you can feel them. They radiate life and experience as you look at them. I've had the pleasure to work with Jess, and I'm thrilled she's joining us today on the pod to talk all things event photography, amongst other things. Let's get real. Jess, welcome to the show. Hello, and thank you for having me here. You're welcome. I call you Jess. You might be Jess. Are you Jessica to some people? Are you Jess to everybody? Um, How does that go? Well, I'm Jess too. I I find my name has a lot of syllables and I don't like to force (laughs) that on people. Jess is just nice and simple, right? Yes, because your last <laughs> name is, it, it's always Crandall like, Meyer. Oh, it's there we go, right? Jessica yeah. Crandallmeyer. That's a lot of like, that's a, <laughs> like learn how to, you know, ca- I always remember in school, like counting the like mm-hmm. different things. Anyways, I digress. It's articulation, like, animated yes. alligator. There we go. <laughs> Be your name instead. I love it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here and I'm so excited to share your knowledge and your expertise with our good humans. I happen to know a bit about you, but our good humans that are listening don't. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. I'm a photographer. I would say in our line of work, there's sort of two bents that you could follow. Some people might disagree with that, but I would say there's, there tends to be an artistic bent and a and technician bent. And so then I, I would definitely fall in the artist category. My work tends to be fairly emotive. I, I like to make people feel something. I would say ultimately that is my, my biggest goal in any field that I find myself in. I do tend to wear a lot of hats as far as doing events and portrait and wedding and some stuff for my own artwork, but always overriding is that I do, I do want people to feel something when they look at my images. Mm, and I, knowing your work, and I'm excited for everyone to check your work out after they've listened to your amazing wisdom and stories and experience on this podcast. The one thing that I always, when I look at your stuff, is I, whenever I, like, I look at your things or I've been a part of it is like, it is that feeling part. Like there's not one photo that I've looked at that you've done. I mean, it could be a hand holding a beer cup to someone naked in a forest and in, in, in <laughs> either of those, which are very polarizing and very different, yeah, but two very polarized, different, <laughs> but which is what's amazing. But there's, I, but I can feel that cheers and I can feel the vulnerability of that person. And so I that's why I think that. it's so important for, to have this conversation with you because, you know, as because I know when I was like, oh, you're on the podcast, and you're like, what am I going to talk about? And I'm like, well, there's so much. And so, <laughs> you know, in the in the technical side of what we do as event producers, we work with photographers. And right. 
on this side of the nonprofit world, a lot of what we do, I think anyone can take a photo. I, I we all, I mean, it's probably irritating to you because we all feel like we're, you know, photographers now because our phones are so fancy. But it takes a special human like yourself to truly take an image that can change the way people feel about something or take action. And so I think it's so important to have this conversation today because my fellow event planners out there, or anyone who's in marketing or sponsorship, this is so important because photography is such a huge part of what we do in this in this business. And so I would love, it's kind of one of those things is like, how do you bring it to life? But I know one campaign mm-hmm. that you just did specifically recently for a hospital foundation that I think is really interesting. So tell us a bit about that and sort of, you know, almost case study, like in terms of like, what was it? What were you trying to do? And what was what was captured? So are you thinking of the nurses campaign? Or are you thinking of the doctors? Well, I like both. So <laughs> okay. which one which one would you like to share? <laughs> yeah, I could go either way. So well, the doctors campaign was they're trying to raise money for an MRI machine at the hospital. Yeah. So this is the Collingwood much General. Needed. Right. Marine Collingwood hospital. General Marine Hospital, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been trying to highlight the fact that obviously they're in need of funds, just like any other business. And they've been hugely impacted throughout the pandemic. So looking at how to highlight their needs and get people's attention. The tree of life is sort of this theme, the overall arching theme of the fundraising. Allison Smith runs that part of the department and she's the one who reached out to me wanting to sort of incorporate my voice into their their campaign. Mm -hmm. So she, because they are using the tree as like a metaphor, Mm -hmm. wanted to involve that in that in some way, make that part of the image. Mm -hmm. So throughout our discussions, we decided let's, let's go to the woods. Let's use real trees. Let's take, take the hospital to the forest, Mm -hmm. which is kind of my natural playground. I really enjoy being outside. Mm -hmm. So that connection was natural for me. And I, I had a location in mind where it's in, in Wasaga Beach, but the trees on that trail tend to have that sort of spiritual feel already. Mm-hmm. There is that like a little bit of an old gross emotive feeling that I get every time I'm just walking in there. So to me, it seemed like a natural choice and I didn't have to hike them way into the bush, which also <laughs> knowing some of the doctors I was going to be working with was, <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be a winning proposal. Let's say. Right. So I was able to get them into a setting that actually felt deep and woodsy, but was in fact pretty easy to access. And we ended up with some really powerful images that we were able to put on billboards around the town. And yeah, I would say it was highly successful. There were doctors that I was worried about because there was Mm -hmm. some tension around them, whether or not they would like their image and they really liked it. So that, that was a big win for me. (laughs) Yeah, That's a tricky thing with, portrait work in particular. I can't remember the origin of the quote, but I did once read that a good portrait is either hated by the photographer or the subject. <laughs> you Love can't win that. Both. So it right. is interesting from that perspective, yeah. trying to get something that is, I feel is successful, but also is, you know, flattering enough or yeah. it hits, it hits the right notes for, for the subject as well. It's a tricky balance. For sure. And with with a campaign like that, you as much as you might love it and the doctors might love it or hate it or whoever of the quote gets to be a part of that, it mm-hmm. has to evoke something in in me, the potential donor, in me, yes. the person in the community, right? And so yeah. 
as a marketer, you know, I'm always looking at, I'm always critiquing people's work in the nonprofit sector because I'm like, okay, how could I learn from that, grow from that, you know, or help that be different? And what Mm -hmm. I love about it was that, you know, given the natural habitat of this community, it didn't seem odd to have doctors in the middle of the forest. Like, you know, even take away the metaphor of tree of life of where they wanted to go because you don't necessarily know that. Like if I think of the ad and this is what you're listening, it's like what we have all this context, right? Like you've had all this brainstorming, you've worked with the client and these are all tips people are listening to like, make sure you're working with your photographer and we're going to talk about that Mm. too. But as the consumer, I had to look at that poster and not be like, why is a doctor in the forest? Sure. Yeah, have an immediate me, connection. Right? Because it's kind of like, I don't know necessarily looking at those billboards that tree of life is where you're going and what the tree of life is going to mean and all the leaves on it and all the, you know, it makes sense once you get into it and maybe see a full, you know, layout of something. But just to take see a billboard, I was like, huh, I get it. Doctors in the woods. I didn't necessarily tie it to like tree of life and whatever. I took right. it to like, standing tall and beside something that has taken, you know, years of growth to get somewhere and you need more and nurture to be something bigger. And you need all that with donors to get there to, you know, buy an MRI machine for a small town hospital. Yeah. So there's so much in that. It's not just a picture. Absolutely. The consumer that has to, to get it. The benefit of working in a small town with the personal connection is the fact that most people know their doctors here. So not only were they obviously medical professionals in the images, mm-hmm. but they're people that have had a direct impact on a lot of people in the community. So there was an immediate call to, to action there in that sense. Mm-hmm. Well, and you got to tell multiple stories with one photo, mm-hmm. which, you know, and I think from a marketing lens, that's important. And then also from a lens of nonprofits, because sometimes as we know, budgets can be different depending on the size of your nonprofit. And so you want your creative to work in multiple ways for you. So Collingwood Marine, so they reach out to you and they're like, we want to work with you. We like your photos. How, like just from some tactical, because I feel like photography, while it's important, there's a, you know, we have a variety of good human listeners. There's people who work, you know, in big shops that, the marketing team takes care of it. Then there's also like the smaller shops where you might be running the event, running the sponsorship campaign, and you've got to figure out how to get an event photographer. And so how can someone, like, what are tips, you know, you're the photographer, what are the tips and tricks that, you know, you you want your clients to know before they hire you, the conversations that need to be having sort of kind of some of that tactical stuff. Definitely do a little research into the person's portfolio. I mean, Instagram tends to be the easiest way to do that nowadays. Everyone has websites, Mm -hmm. but Instagram tends to be the most up-to-date access to somebody's current work. And everybody has a feel. Like as much as, you know, your average person has a fancy cell phone now, that's just a tool. And a tool Mm -hmm. is a tool. It's how people use it. So the best way to really get a feel for how somebody is using their tools is to look at their work and people do have a distinct voice. And that is going to make a huge difference depending on the message that you want to send. Even if it is just event coverage, whether that's like you really want attention to detail and you want it to be obvious the work that you've put into the event, or if it's you want the emotive content, you want people to feel what's going on with the event and be drawn to contribute to it or participate in it in in a bigger way. Those are two different goals. And you're going to look at 
photographers who are very good at one or the other, potentially not both. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different skill set or maybe a different style. Some will be a little colder. Some will be a little more technical. Some will be a little more emotive, a little different in their message. Yeah. One of the things that I find when I'm looking for photographers to work with, I, especially in the nonprofit space, I mean, anywhere I want emotion, it's kind of how I roll Mm -hmm. and hence why I'm attracted to your work and (laughs) you as a human. But you're right. Not everybody gets that. You can take a great photo with like the perfect amount of light. But when I'm working, especially in this sector, it's like, I always think of it as, you know, the, 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 what's happening on stage matters, but it's also like, so at an opening ceremonies, absolutely matters. You want to get the people that are, you want, you know, you want the show, but it's almost, yeah. I want the picture of the person who's watching the show. Yes. I always think of, you know, like as much as I love the photos at a wedding, that's like, you're watching the bride go down the aisle and you see the, the husband or wife to be face or whoever's waiting to marry that human at the other end. But I love like, I want the stuff. I want the shot of the dad and the daughter before they're on their way down. Like, I want sure. the the people, the grandma that's watching her grandson, her granddaughter get married for the first time. Like that's the stuff. To me, that's where the money is. And to me that, and especially in the nonprofit space, especially when you're taking pictures of, of events, because, you know, where we come from, from a marketing standpoint, and that's a lot of, you know, that's where photography like lends itself when it comes to events and, and the nonprofit sector is we're selling something like we're selling, we've got to sell emotion. And I think it's, it's so important that when you're look, when our, our event producers or whoever are looking at that, it's like, it's, it's the array of stuff. So I think like working with you as well, like is a shot list helpful is working with you. Like you're the talent. So how much can we tap into your talent to help us build our campaigns? So knowing where it's going is really helpful for a photographer. Like Mm -hmm. if you are trying to build a record, say, so that we can go back and see how this event unfolded in years to come is different than we're going to turn around and use these images to propel something forward. So we want something Mm -hmm. to come out of this and this project is what we want from it. So is it a chronicle or is it like sort of a propeller? Those are two different things. Usually... A, sh- a shot list potentially, but it depends. It depends on the event. It depends on if there's right. like certain people or right. parts that are going to be really critical. And if there are, generally speaking, then that should definitely be something you go over ahead of time, especially mm-hmm. people, because going in for the most part, the event photographer is going to be blind. They don't know anyone. So having even somebody on hand who is in charge mm-hmm. of making those connections same thing as a wedding. Like I always ask them to have somebody who is on hand, who knows everyone's name, who's going to organize them for me because I don't know who Aunt Shirley is. So it's the same with (laughs) a fundraising event. (laughs) (laughs) It's very helpful to have a liaison there who is Mm -hmm. making those connections, who's making sure that you know those key moments or those key people that need to be part of the image that you're you're giving at the very end. Yeah, because there's so many times like I think, you know, you might need a certain amount of photos that are going to head into the, you know, the paper on Monday for like, look at what was there and the who's who. And that's important. And then there's, you know, the photos you want of, you know, it could be a patient family or the cute dog that just was rescued or whatever it is, because that's going in a marketing piece. And, you know, then there's the post event image stuff that you want people to register and participate in next year. So there's, there's, I love the idea of having someone, with you or available to you. And I don't know that that happens all the time because 
I mean, a shot list, you're taking pictures. You don't even have time to necessarily like look at the list per se. I mean, exactly. professionals, yeah. you know what you're doing, but you don't know who the people are. And if someone's working with you and, you know, you don't have, like, if you're there and you're the photographer for that event and you've been hired for it, it's not an issue for you to take photos of whatever for them to be used in different ways. Is that, like, yeah. that's normal? That's okay? Like, talk a little totally bit Totally normal. That. Yep. Just a really good discussion to have on hand if, right, if there are ultimate goals. Like, we really want some stuff that's going to go on our Instagram feed that's going to, you know, present this way or that way, then that's good for me to have in the back of my mind. In general, we're good at our job. So like we know how to take great photos. If we're event photographers, we know how to cover an event. We know how to cover the feel of an event, but we don't know Mm -hmm. your event. So those particular things that are unique to you that are going to be selling points to you or they're going to be super important to you, we should know that. Whether that's people Mm -hmm. or things or, you know, we spent $500,000 on this particular display and we'd like it to be a feature like those yeah. those sorts of things are things that we would want to know ahead of time to prioritize i love that and i and i i tend to when i work with my vendors like i know and i have a vision and you said that but i also trust you as a professional like i'm not a photographer yeah. i don't understand light yeah. you know show me where to like stand or what do i need to do or how many people need to be and like i'll help you sort of facilitate and i think that's where we can be helpful but i know that as much as I can feed you information, I also look to my professionals that I work with and hire to like help me. Like I might have Absolutely. an idea, but I also really want to work with someone. And and maybe that's what you set up in the beginning when you're speaking to the your your photographer of choice of like, I also want your expertise. Like you yes. understand the world of that. I have some ideas, but I'm not the professional. And so I think it's always important to let you do your job really well too. Absolutely. And give, and give them some freedom to do that, like to do the thing you hired them for. So over direction is also not helpful because then you're confining, (laughs) you're confining them. They can no longer do things that are, they are probably very skilled at because they're afraid of veering from the lines if it's too regimented. Right. And I think that also, you know, when you say fear it and being too regimented, I think sometimes what happens is in this sector, we choose not, we choose where to spend our money because budgets are as such. I tend to push my clients to ha- spend more money on photography because it has legs that can run a whole lot longer than maybe, you know, a certain artist singing a song. Like I, you know what I mean? Like to me, yep. especially business photography. I mean, I look at, I, I love wedding photography, all that kind of stuff. I'm not, but I've like put up four of my photos, but where I look at, you know, and we're here to talk about business. When I look at business photography, use it, like spend the money, get the right person, because that's literally for all your channels and could be used for much more than just like, Hey, we had fun last night. Yes, absolutely. it's, It's huge. Yeah. It's people really respond and putting your face in it is really important. I think people underestimate their value. In, I mean, in every sector, but when you're looking at, at business, people want to see you. They want to feel like mm-hmm. they know you. And there's a difference right. between seeing you and feeling like they know you. That's subtle, but it's important. Talk you're, to you're you about that. You're trying to connect. You are, you're, you're communicating in an image, or right. you should be. But right. it sometimes gets lost, especially if the subject is nervous, if you only have a certain amount of time, if they're totally preoccupied with where their chin is and where their head is and where the light is you lose the person, the eyes go blank. And for me, 
you've lost the message then because a viewer is not connecting with that. You say a lot with your eyes and you don't if you've stopped <laughs> communicating because you're so right. focused on how you look or how you present or where your shoulders are. So as much as people do want a little bit of that direction and we're all self-conscious and that's a really hard thing to have a camera pointed in your face, I personally find it really important trying not to lose the person in mm -hmm. that moment because I feel like, well, you can feel it. You can feel it. You can see it. Well, and I think that lends itself to, you know, expand on the, like when you're talking about headshots and things like that. And I think that, you know, years ago there needed to be this formal, like no one's watching us right now, but all of a sudden you had to sit up and put your hand on your knee and look a certain way where I yeah. think the rules have changed in terms of what is a good headshot or what is acceptable in the professional world. Don't put the picture up from the bar on the Saturday night as your professional right. photo, but talk to me a little bit about professional photos and how important they are in your opinion. I think context has become a lot more important and I really like that. I like that it is less of a, yeah, sit by this curtain, have a light pointed from the left, turn this way, put that shoulder down because that tends to be, it could be anybody, it could be anywhere. So then right. it doesn't, it loses the meaning. I like that businesses have started to think more about like, where does it make sense for me to be? If I am a real estate agent, should I be in someone's home? If I am a chef, should I be in the kitchen? It's, it makes more sense. You put, you put a life to it, you put a story to it. And then all of a sudden, there is a story there to tell. And that is much more appealing to people. It gives them a piece of you. And for the most mm -hmm. part, that's what we're all looking for. We're looking for someone we connect with. Because then it's, in most cases, we're selling something, especially mm -hmm. like, well, almost always, people are more interested in spending the money when they feel connected, when they feel personally like it's it's something real. For sure. And I think the money thing, you know, it's an investment in something more. Like it's not just a picture, you know, the pictures that you take and how that turns into, you know, a new business opportunity, how it turns into a promotion, how it turns into seven more registrants for your event, it turns into, you know, I think sometimes in a lot of things when we're hiring outside vendors to work with our organizations in for-profit and nonprofit, we get sort of stuck on the price versus the value. And right. I think of, you know, investing in you and your expertise and having you at my event if I'm not looking at where all of those images can be used and I haven't brainstormed that, then maybe it does feel like a spend versus an invest. But if I'm looking at the time with the right photographer who's, you know, we've got the right partnership, then it, the cost shouldn't matter in my opinion. No, there's a, yeah, there's definitely a lot of avenues where they can come into play. And do you find like when, do, do you find people lead with cost in terms of like how much are you before they like, Almost always. Yeah. Almost right. always. So it's more, it's, hey, good humans that you're listening, stop leading with that question. I know it matters, but like literally, and that's why Of course why it matters. Too, yeah. Of course but, it does. But I also think a conversation, like I would rather be like, oh my God, Jess, I love your stuff. Instead, I think the difference is, is price does matter. I think the conversation can be different. Hey, Jess, I love your work. We're thinking about doing this kind of campaign here's sort of brushstrokes of what I see. Could you help me understand how we can work together? And, and obviously totally. there's costs involved. 
versus yeah. like, hey, photographer, I like your work. How much are you? Because then I just think all context is gone. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And coming with more of a vision of like, so, because also how much are you? It depends. <laughs> what do you want? So coming with a, with a fairly clear vision of, okay, so we need images for this event, mm-hmm. for this program, for this pitch. This is what we want from those images. Potentially, this is the budget we have to work within. Is it possible mm-hmm. for you to do what you do within this budget? It sort of opens right. the conversation. Yeah. I love that because I think too many times we're like, oh, we've allotted $1,000 for photography and then someone really epic we want is like, actually, it's going to be 2000 And instead yeah. of continuing that conversation, like you just said, we've walked away from something that actually could attract a major donor who's going to give you a million because they saw themselves right. as that parent holding their baby or their dog when something horrible happened or what have you, or you see that picture on the billboard driving up to the village that has Dr. Lisi in it. That's your local doctor that you know is so much like, whereas if he wasn't there standing where he was, you wouldn't get that. There's so much power there. There's so much power. It's definitely worth talking through before you make a decision and not hinging that decision on price. Absolutely. Because the price is sometimes a really good deal, even if it seems like a big number. Right. Right. Totally. Well said. I could talk to you forever and this feels like, and I know for you, cause you're a little bit nervous about even doing this. Like we've almost just chatted for a half an hour. <laughs> like how did that happen? Jess, I am thrilled and I'm so happy to have had you here today. I know that our good humans are going to want to go look at your beautiful photos. We're going <laughs> to link all that kind of stuff there, but where can people find you? My Instagram handle is light and shadow photo and with light and shadow.ca or.com is my website, which is a little outdated, but I'm working on it. <laughs> it's okay. Go to Instagram and you'll feel everything. We're going to link, yeah, we're yeah. going to link everything in the show notes. So people are going to come back and they're going to, you know, maybe by the time someone's listening to this, they're going to be like, what is she talking about? Her website's great. <laughs> I know that you can get everything you want from Jess just by looking at her Instagram. It is literally a daily habit of mine to see what you have posted to get a daily dose of what the world feels like through your eyes. So Thank you so much for being here today. I look forward to many more conversations. And (laughs) yeah, here we go. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for listening and doing good in the world. We see you. We can't wait for you to join us next time when we hear from another good human who will share their story along with tips and tricks that will help you execute extraordinary events that are sure to have a lasting impact on your participants, beneficiaries, donors, and colleagues. Make sure you follow Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show so other nonprofit event pros just like you can find our podcast so they too can create events that matter. Tune in next week to Laugh, cry and cheer with us on another episode of Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro. See you soon. Hey, good human. Are you hitting roadblocks with your events and marketing and need a bit of help to take it to the next level? We've got you. Sign up for our monthly hot seat coaching where we will answer your questions live on the podcast. That's right. You'll get to join me, Amy Milne, and my colleague, Lisa Cohen, right here on Real Talk for the Nonprofit Event Pro Podcast. And we will share our expertise to help you with your specific questions. Sound good? Great. 
Fill out the quick form by following the link in the show notes and we'll take it from there. We're stoked to have you on the podcast, Good Human Listener, to guide you through your current challenges. Keep it real.